when I worked at the at the rubber factory out in Shelton, um, we had like a big huge stereo in the shop, and like basically everybody got a turn. So like you know one guy would play his fucking whatever CD, next CD would come on, and then I would all, once a day play the Jingle Cat CD, and as soon as that first <laughs> bam came on, everybody's like, fuck God, fucking damn it! We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams, we went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names, with guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny And the USA. USA. I like the guy that watched the shirt from yeah. back or- <laughs> Yeah. He's like, being from Montana, I would like a fuck you, Miles City shirt. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. So, yeah, so we started talking about Miles City and, uh, we, we said something about, like, maybe making the uh, Fuck You Miles City shirt with a giant baby on it and the Velociraptor and the fucking... Oh, yeah, crap. Creepy Crawler. Creepy yeah. Crawler, baby. Creepy Crawler. So, so Will went looking for it and found uh, a... Was it Weekly World News? Mm-hmm. It was like in... In 1933, a farmer uh, shot and killed a giant grasshopper. <laughs> Twenty-three oh, yeah. pound I've seen, grasshopper. <laughs> I've seen that shit. Like, that used to be on, uh, like, yeah, like, Sun May... Like, the same shit where they would truck in, like, Bad Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, like check couple, the, check these out, dude. Yeah, like got, a couple guys holding them like they're pheasants and shit. Uh huh. Yeah. Check these two out though. I just sent to the chat. <laughs> yeah, got the one fighting the train. That's that's excellent. Oh, that one's excellent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, it's one of those things. Like grasshoppers used to be such a big thing, like growing up, and then you know. I still go back. I, I, you know, go back. Well, what the fuck? You don't let them. <laughs> the living maid. Also, also, that's like the worst <laughs> fucking Photoshop job ever. <laughs> Grasshopper maids, two cents per week. <laughs> J- well, the only reason they did that is because slavery fell out of fashion. Was, oh, see, we mm. pay them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, two cents Zor- per week. Zorak will watch your fucking kids, but we pay him. <laughs> I want to kick your ass until your head falls off. And then I'll kick your head and kick your ass again. Why? I don't think it's learned this lesson. Open the door, sucker. It's Zorak. Here to kick your ass. You're an ugly audience. I hate you all. I'm the winner in this I'm not kidding. You make me sick. I can all eat, eat all the snacks I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they gotta give me a lot of gummy bears, or I'll eat the kid's head off. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my two cents? I'm on strike. Stick it <laughs> yeah. to the man. Strike, strike, strike. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, living out here in the Seattle, hole, like you don't see a grasshopper very often. No. Nah. But back in the day, like you know, shit, you walk through the grass, and it's like just hordes and hordes of them fleeing before you like you're some kind of Godzilla monster. Mm-hmm. But it seems like uh, the rednecks have like like spray killed a lot of them because every time they go home there's not like they used to be at all. Damn. Which is maybe not a bad thing. Maybe to, you know we've all heard of plagues of locusts and shit like that. And oh while yeah. The, uh, while, the real- loca- 
while the locusts that used to plague out here became extinct after their last big plague, which is crazy. Like the, uh, I think they're Rocky Mountain locusts or red locusts, some shit. Oh, red locusts, yeah, because they would, uh, wouldn't they burn all the grasshoppers and then they would like bury themselves in the ground and turn into fucking red locusts? Well, so, something crazy? No, because grasshoppers lay their eggs in the soil anyway. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. And, uh, like, that's a lot of it is, like, uh, North Coast has been getting rainier springs, too. So if you get a rainy springtime when the when the grasshoppers' eggs are in the ground and it can drown them, that oh, okay. helps. Uh, but, uh, you know, the way the locust works is, like, you know, grasshopper hatches is a nymph, nibbles on grass. Uh, grows into a grasshopper, nibbles on more grass, but when they get to a certain like uh, density, then they start to morph and they get those. They turn longer and then they're able to fly long distances. Yeah, and that's yeah. Lo- and that's locusts. Right. And they still exist in the in other parts of the world, but uh, for some reason, the ones in the Americas, like they had the big plagues, like pretty much during the Dust Bowl, and then like pretty much ate themselves to extinction. It may, it also and, makes me think of uh, in in China they have those like uh, the like killer. Uh, killer hornets, and uh, they that's from Japan. Well, they should, they are in China as well, and the well, they're, fucking they're they're in goddamn northeastern or northwestern Washington too. Right, but, but the the thing I saw yesterday was like, uh, the fucking government has a it's the fucking most metal looking shit of all time. It's a fucking drone, <laughs> like a drone with a flamethrower on it, and they like fly it up. <laughs> they fly it up and just like cook all these fucking hornets nests and trees, dude. It looks so fucking savage. Well, you saw where they had uh, they had the one in this state, like it was it was like probably about a month ago, uh, where they like uh, they catch them, like they have little traps and they catch murder hornets, yeah, as as they call them, but Japanese like white faced hornets, uh, and then they glue a little thing on their back so they can track them, and then they fly back and they would ha- they were having troubles because they kept on like catching a couple of them and trying to glue shit to them, but since it's a giant thing that's trying to sting you. While you're trying to glue shit onto it, maybe it's hard to get it right, and maybe you put some glue on the wing, and then it can't fly correctly. Right. So that that happened a few times, but they got it fucking right. So then the motherfucker flies back to the hive, and they're able to like um, track it there, and and then they're able to hit that motherfucker with all the pesticide, and and, and the fire and the everything you need. Seek and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking a. Got to throw some Metallica at that. Yeah. Uh, the other cool thing uh, about the Dust Bowl is there's so much static electricity because of all the wind going mm-hmm. around that you'd try to get into your car to flee. And you get and shocked. so much ele- and shocked and die. What? You <laughs> die? I, I don't know die, but yeah. I just imagine yeah. like trying to get the gas cap off and blow yourself up or something. That could probably happen too. Holy fuck. I, you know what? I've seen... Um, I've seen that kind of drone uh, other times uh, when you have like uh, like street light or like you know kind of like uh, overhead wire situations where yeah. there's like a bunch of like balloons and shit like tangled in it, like trying to burninate that shit out of there. Uh, I've seen videos of those things like yeah, and Dude, then uh, what the future's with, now with, with the predictable results of like oh we're burning next to a wooden pole yeah and suddenly. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were going to get into some nitro and, and 
do that whole uh, how to learn how to sing like uh, the OFR guys. I have that video. Will, Will, if you want oh, that I video, I can Dropbox it to you. I own it. Oh, all right. Yeah, the singer from Nitro. <laughs> that video was fucking amazing. His, his like vocal vocal warm ups and shit. So you want to hit those scorching? Well, you came to the right place. Hi, I'm Jim Gillette from the band Nitro, and this is lesson one of Metal Method's vocal power. And that's what it's all about. Power! Well, you can't race a car before you learn how to drive. Just like you can't scream... ...before you learn how to sing. It takes hard work, lots of practice, and most of all, dedication. The method of singing I've developed consists of opera training and my own style. When followed correctly, I'm sure you'll find the results amazing. Don't forget the guy with a four-necked guitar. Oh, uh, oh Michelang- yeah. Michelangelo what Batio. Is- yeah, it looks like he's jerk- jerking off like two yetis at the same time. Yeah, yeah Will, there's there's my movie wreck for this one. What the fuck is that one called? <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit, shit, shit. No, no, I got to remember this because I haven't watched this movie in so fucking long. I'm going to reverse engineer this one because I know Tracy Lords is in it. And it's like one of her first. Oh, no. It's like one of her first straight movies that wasn't a fucking porno. Uh, in this in this movie, I'm talking about. He's got a. It's a two neck guitar, and uh, he basically Michelangelo Batio is the guy you're talking about. He he does the. Uh, he's the, the stunt hands or whatever. Every time they show close ups of the of the the main character like playing guitar, it's actually that guy's hands. But the movie's called Shock 'Em Dead from 1991. It's fucking rad. This guy 91. 91. This guy wow. with Tracy Lords and this guy like uh, basically he basically sell, sells his soul to the devil to be a to be a rock star. And I think the actual line is like, "I want to be a rock star and everything that comes along with it." Oh look, here comes that strange voodoo lady. What did you mean when you said I could have anything I wanted? Every worldly desire could be satisfied. I want to be the greatest rock star in the world. And everything that comes with it. Can we help you? Yeah. I heard you were looking for a guitar player. And so he, like, gets zapped by the devil who's playing this crazy-looking, you know, two-neck guitar. And then uh, he wakes up in a waterbed with a bunch of chicks with their titties out standing around him. And then he's a rock star. So, wow. Is that one of your cultural heroes? Anyway, I think we fucked around long enough. It's although, only been 20 minutes. Although, although this has been a lot of fun. And Anyway, uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. And uh, last week we are talking oh, about... The West Was Fucked. Good Put job. Put some reverb on that again. Good, yep. good job. Good job. Um, so last week, if you were with Fox. us, we, I'm going to come over there. Um, so last week we were talking about, uh, fucking broken hand Fitzpatrick, not to be confused with Fitzgerald who left Hugh Glass for dead, different guy, even though they sullied his name in a fucking a movie a while ago. Like we said last time. Well, I really can't remember where the fuck we left off because so much has happened since then. Essentially, it was around the 1840s when Fitzpatrick kind of quits being a mountain man and uh, picks up being a, ga- a guide, a guy guide. Be better if he said quits being a mountain man and started being a stripper. But sure, okay, mm, yeah, I'm I with suppose. you. Dirty moccasins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to the stage. Yeah. And now come to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Old Gabe. <laughs> So in 1841, they leave with some immigrants uh, and Father Desmet. Oh, yeah, that uh, guy. Yep. Uh, well, that was the first. E- explain who Desmet is to the. That sounds, to the I know we've talked about him. I've, I've heard his name. Yeah, he's kind of like a, he's like an Indian advocate and was kind of like, oh, everybody be cool. With oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, only if they farm and become white guys, and then we can save them. Yep. If they give up their whole culture. See. Which them. was that was the left left leaning angle on things That's back in the day. Still mostly Christianity at this point. Yeah. Like today. Yeah. If you just give yep. up your whole culture, <laughs> you'll be cool. Yeah. So this is basically the first immigrant train for the West Coast in eighteen forty one. Uh total of about eighty people. Uh Fitzpatrick gets along well with Dismet. Uh, when they reached Buffalo Country, they had to constantly fire into a crowd to keep them from stampeding the camp. Oh, I don't know how you do that. Fire exactly, into the crowd but... of Buffalo? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just oh, okay. saying. You know, Will, there's a herd for <laughs> crowds in Buffalo, and it's it's not crowd. It's 500 miles long. And, yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's still a herd. It's not a crowd of Buffalo. <laughs> it's not a murder of Buffalo. It's not a sloth of Buffalo. Just, it's not yeah, a when you said that, of Buffalo. It's a fucking I, herd of Buffalo. I just imagine like there's yeah, buffalo coming. You. Shoot everybody! <laughs> I heard you. Yeah, when you when you say crowd, <laughs> oh, when you say shoot into the crowd, that has certain connotations. <laughs> <laughs> Especially nowadays. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <clears throat> so they go over South Pass again into Soda Springs, Idaho. That's where the party splits. Ooh, well, from the uh, Oregon going, Trail. I've been yep. by Soda Springs, you know. Yeah. Some go to California and some go to Oregon, led by Fitzpatrick. And some so go to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the snake, they were surrounded by Bannock warriors. But when Fitzpatrick tells them that they were black robes uh, or priests or holy men, they decide not to attack. Uh, it's probable Fitzpatrick spent the winter with the Flatheads, another kind of peaceful tribe that uh, Dismet and uh, other missionaries had uh, pretty much good success with the fuck were the bannocks doing that far south in idaho i didn't know that like i thought they were like kind of more canada and that's a whole montana away that was a good thing uh why fitzpatrick was such a good indian fighter he avoided getting attacked so that was the other thing too the best the best uh uh defenses like not even being there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. don't be stupid enough to get attacked Shocking. Yeah, when he created his yeah. character, he put he put like most of his points, skill points into uh into Cur- dodge. Cur- no, it's uh, charisma and dexterity. Charisma and dexterity, exactly. Yeah. Nat twenties all the time, baby. Yeah. So the spring of eighteen forty two he meets up with Bridger again and they trap a little bit and head to Fort Laramie, where they meet the second immigrant train coming across. Then again, uh Fitzpatrick becomes a guide for him. Uh, on the way back east in 42, he was robbed by Pawnee war parties, though. But Son of a bitch. Still survived. It's nothing like getting carjacked by, by some Pawnee. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, uh, you know, as, as is a staple of this entire program, like, you know, every night when you go to bed, you got to go chase whatever horses the local indigenous population has taken off with. So it's weirder when you're actually riding the horses. I'm sure that was a little more uh, <laughs> abrupt and shocking than... Mm-hmm. Just waking up and having to go 20 miles to go get your horses back. 
just actually having them having them or right you, you find him like six months later when he killed somebody hey i know that horse i know that dick anywhere well i mean uh that that spot on the head yes the spot on the head not the uh 1843 he serves as scout in fremont's expedition fucking fremont he took charge of the second part of the group carrying supplies, so he was kind of going slower and in the rear. Uh, they run out of water for like a couple of days, but they do find some in some buffalo wallows. Oh, good. So just that, imagine that. The only water to drink was full of fetid buffalo well, shit. Well, that's, that's my favorite Kool-Aid flavor is buffalo wallow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more time. I know we went over this a while back, but buffalo wallow is like, it's like basically they, a mud, they, a mud they, puddle they roll around in. They roll around in the mud. Well, and they they'll do it in the just dry dirt too. They a lot of times they'll just do it in the dirt to get dust on them. They keeps like lice and shit. Because um, you know if you're a buffalo, you have a severe amount of like really kind of like tangly, like nappy kind of hair like yeah. over the front part of your body. And so they'll roll around in these holes, which when it's dry, they roll around in it, and um, it digs out and when it's wet they roll around in it and it digs out and um they deposit a good degree of their musk in there mm. you know and these holes are a lot of times like you know let's say like seven to nine feet wide and you know maybe like a foot deep or so but like my favorite thing growing up was going to the um the heritage center in uh, bismarck north dakota and they had a little box, and you lift up the little flap, and it... Oh, like, that's it right. Has, oh, yeah, it, that's it, right. It has, it has dirt from a buffalo wallow in it, and holy fuck. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> that is a smell. It's like it's like somebody had a fucking brick of reefer, set that on fire, and then took a shit on it. It's fucking <laughs> pungent. <laughs> yeah. Mmm, shit kush. That's mm. the thing is it doesn't exactly bum, bum. it doesn't exactly smell bad. It doesn't exactly smell good either, but like it's pungent. It's yeah, punches you right in the brainstem, like just right through your nostril up into the fucking back of your eyeballs. It's amazing. But yeah. But that yeah, it's a buffalo wallow. Mm, I think it'd be better instead yep. of Kool-Aid, it'd probably be a better uh, jello flavor. Mm. Something you can actually bite into, you know? <laughs> yeah. Better yeah. than green jello. <laughs> dun dun dun. Obey the buffalo god. Drink the wallow. Oh, uh, just wallow. So- like wallow <laughs> sports drink. It's just like it's like Gatorade, Gatorade with little chunks of like bison jerky floating around in that shit. Oh, uh, fuck. Like bubble, like, like bubble tea. All right. Well, I know what I'm going to work on tonight. Uh, so later they hit the South Platte River. There they find three Indians lurking. Careful, they're lurking. Can you really lurk if there's only three of you? And there's Not like really. 20 other people. You're more like crouching, masturbating at that point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. You ever done but, that shit when you were a little kid when you're kind of hiding from somebody, but you know your effort to hide is pathetic, but you still keep hiding, but you just feel dumber and dumber the more you know they're going to see you? <laughs> well, but I you, remember when we were in high school, <laughs> I hid behind a fence post when the cops came to arrest us. And well, yeah, but you that also... didn't work out very well. <laughs> the no, fucking they cartoon. Didn't get, they didn't get you, though, because you were on your own property. I don't yeah. remember you getting arrested for that. No, I, I remember that, but you just like, told us to go home. Well, right. Well, I the, am the, home. the thing I was like, I'm not on the section line anymore. I'm on my property. Well, come over here. No. <laughs> we'll come over here. No. So that shit's real. There was like the kids in the hall uh, skit where they're like, they're like uh, dudes in like fucking prison uniforms sitting in a diner. Remember that one? 
then the, the cops come in and they get their breakfast and they see each other and then they they race to fucking eat all their food and then like <laughs> the criminals like get up to the counter to pay before the cops do and then they run in run out to their car and then the cops chase them, and then they get, like, across... It's, like, county line, and they, like, jump out of the car and just start flipping the cops off. <laughs> well, Will, Will for you, sure tried it. that shit. Yep. Yeah, you just throw a smoke bomb down and, you know, take your trench coat and go... Whoosh. That yeah. would be better. You wait for the cops <laughs> cops to form a circle around you, firing wildly into the circle, and then you just disappear. Oh, yeah, like Ninja 3, the domination. Exactly, like Ninja 3, the domination. And then uh, he kind of like he kind of he kind of cl- like climbed over the fence and claimed sovereignty, and it it, 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 it actually worked. So. Oh, so the sovereign citizen bullshit started with you, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Fuck, you don't even know. <laughs> fuck. Anyway, wow, that was a rabbit hole. Any like like where the fuck were we? Uh, buffalo Walla. I don't know. Drinking Steal. Buffalo Walla. So you're lurking. And, oh, yeah. But it turns out Fitzpatrick knew these guys. They're friendly Blackfeet living among the Rappahoes. Later that night, they're joined by 50 other Rappaho warriors. They joined them for a feast, and among them was Friday, his former protege. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, since we talked last week about, like, Friday, and I was talking about the, uh, the Robinson Crusoe connotations of it, yeah, it's... It's not me made me any more enamored of the fact that he named that guy Friday. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Friday is often dis- described as, um, you know, uh, Robinson Crusoe's uh, manservant. Yep. Never quite described as a slave, but always on the cusp of... Well, who was the wrestler in the 80s that had a manservant? I would assume the Million Dollar Man. Ted DiBiase. Yeah. They had a black manservant. Have you ever seen a more gorgeous specimen? In all your life? No, sir. You know, there are still a lot of people out there who think that their morals and their pride are more important to them than money. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe it. Because morals and pride can't buy you gold. It can't buy you diamonds, sir. Virgil, you're learning fast. And all you people out there are going to learn the same lesson that Virgil here has learned. That money can and does buy you anything or anybody. Like I said, everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. Fuck, what's his... Yeah, Million Dollar Man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> God damn Donald it. Donald Trump the wrestler. Yeah, kind of. Only I'd probably vote for Ted DiBiase before it. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. They're yeah, both heels. I, Ooh, I forgot all about that fucking super great thing. <laughs> now I'm thinking of the goddamn Need more stereotypes in wrestling. Well, numbers. now I'm thinking of the goddamn uh, the the fucking turkey again. Um, oh, the gobbledygooker, oh, yeah. gobbledygooker. Yeah, yeah. We haven't Fuck. talked about him in a long time. Fuck, dude. Uh, I was trying to like Google a uh, uh, '80s wrestler with a manservant, and like the first thing that popped up was it was like top top 17 uh poli- politically incorrect uh <laughs> fucking pro wrestlers from the 80s and holy shit dude <laughs> anyways there's a wrestler named Kamala which I'd never heard of but uh Kamala Harris it's spelled exactly like Kamala Harris but it doesn't have the Harris part I'm that's why Kamala probably- Harris that's why she I'm had think- to go by Kamala Harris I-, I was gonna say I'm thinking probably doesn't have a law degree oh I don't know <laughs> 
Oh, wait. Was Kamala? Oh, I think I know Kamala. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. Uh, uh, Kamala was billed as the Ugandan giant. Kamala became a name in the 1980s WWF by wearing an African mask and a loincloth, carrying a spear and applying plenty of body paint. He was portrayed mm. by James Harris. Oh, my God. His name's James Harris? Yeah. And his fucking stage name is Kamala? That makes him Kamala Harris. Yes, oh, it does. fuck you. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> Portrayed by James Harris, who hailed from Mississippi. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I, I like... Okay, I like, the, I like the fact that the... Uh, a simple operation later, and we get a vice president. Fuck, dude. I, I, I like... Okay, I like the fact that the guy in the pith helmet, first of all, is kind of wearing a luchador mask. Yeah. With his pith helmet. Yes. Uh, I also like that Kamala has like a very nice like three year old's rendering of a moon painted on his um, <laughs> yeah. ex- expansive belly. Yep, his his face paint is on point. That's some scary shit. It's pretty fucking. But the, pretty but the rest crazy. of the shit looks like your daughter finger painted on the wall. Yeah, it's like a like a really quickly thrown together Halloween costume. Well, yeah, and then you got some like leopard print that's clearly not an actual leopard. No, in any way. Fuck. Okay, we have we have a podcast to, uh, to do. <laughs> I think. Yep. Okay, so they're on their way to Bent's Fort, and they meet up with Kit Carson there, Woo-hoo. who Fremont just employed again as a guide, and Fitzpatrick comes behind with Fremont with the supplies again, going through Boise, through Whitman's mission at Walla Walla, then on to the Columbia and on to Fort Vancouver. Oh, shit. So they hit the three or four places that were actually places back in 1840. Like Taos? Uh, no, this is in the Northwest. So they oh. go from Walla Walla to the Fort Vancouver. Oh, good. But they want to go south to explore some other places. But this was November 25th, so there was, like, snow and stuff. Uh, they make it to Pyramid Lake, which is on the California-Nevada border there. Uh, say the further they south have, you go, the less snow you're going to really encounter. So, mm-hmm. well, until you get to higher elevations, though. Why the fuck would you go to higher elevations in November? <laughs> don't just don't go to. There's an entire. They gotta fucking, see what's there, though. There's, there's an explorers. entire Pacific ass fucking ocean just off to your fucking right. Yeah, but there could be the there could be gold over for, any hill. Yeah, 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 and fucking leprechauns and. Goddamn sprites. There's mountains on the coasts, too. Not on the fucking beach. <laughs> well, kind of. You're right. I guess I've seen a sea stack, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But there they go past Pyramid Lake, and they have one cow left. So they're like, what the fuck are we going to do for food? But Maybe. turns out the lake is full of trout. All right. Yeah. Then yeah. there they go to Nevada and name yeah. the Carson River after Kit Carson there. Wow. That's why we have the Carson River. Trout, the f- poor man's fish cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been said before, and we'll say it again. Uh, there, after killing their last deer, decide to cross the Sierras, because that's a smart thing to do in the middle of winter. Donner Puggy uh, loves doing that. They uh-huh. five five stars, like TripAdvisor. Would eat mm-hmm. here again. Yeah. <laughs> Would eat my cousin again. Yep. Uh, they have to get to Sutter's Fort because that's the only uh, place to procure some foods. Uh, even though the Mexicans decreed that no Americans should be in California at the time. Uh, the Washoe Indians, they were their guides, but they kept quitting and they said that they shouldn't go because they have actual common sense. Oh, dude. 
Just oh. listen listen to your fucking guides, man. <laughs> Fitzpatrick's job was to re-break the trail for the heavier pack animals because he was bringing up the rear. Uh, they reached what? the top. Re- you have to break. Re-break. Oh, because of snow? Yeah. Because they're like- going over 9,000 feet in oh, February. Fucking stupid. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he he basically had a, like a an oxen with a the giant fucking plow on the front of it. Yeah, Mister 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 Plow. Yeah, Mister Plow. So remember, call Mister Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mister Plow. The fuck? Rather have so a they reach- koala bear that just farts flames or something. <laughs> they just- That'd be more feasible anyway. Mm. So they reached the top. A uh, summit of 9,338 feet on Feb- February 24th. Not a f- uh, rum for me today. Uh, Fremont went ahead and reached Fort Sutter on March 6th and brought back supplies to the half-starved group. Hey, guys, I got some ring pops and some fun dip <laughs> and some fruit by the foot. <laughs> it's a big league chew. Yep. Oh, God, I miss big league chew. Why? It's, I used to love that it, shit. It's fucking gum that it's somebody else gum. chewed for you. Yeah, it's, it's shredded <laughs> <Yeah>. gum. <laughs> if you watch the uh, Battered ba- uh, Bastards of Baseball on Netflix, uh, one of the guys on that Portland Mavericks team invented Big League Chew. Really? Yep. He played baseball with Kurt Russell. Oh, right, because Kurt Russell's dad was like a coach, right? Yeah. I don't know Owner sh- slash manager. I, slash I don't know whatever. shit about sports, but I do know I shit about w- Kurt Russell. What the absolute fuck? Okay. Uh, and his, I know his dad didn't want didn't want to uh, didn't want him to play on his team because he didn't want to be, uh, you know, nepotism and shit. He didn't want to be pointed at and been like, "Oh, you're the co- you're the owner team owner's son, so of course you're on the team." So, so he's when like, he got so when he got on the team, he nailed him to the fucking ball. Yep. <laughs> I think he played shortstop too. Like I said, Ooh, yeah. I don't know shit about sports, but I do know shit about Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's basically the whole reason we have a Northwest League up here, the single A, like Everett and oh. Salem and Vancouver, all those teams. Well, thanks, Tacoma. Indians. Thanks, fucking Jack Burton and Snake Plissken <laughs> for, for our baseball. That we Apparently. can't see anyway. That we can't see anyway, yeah. So after California, they march south over into the Mojave and there they strike the old Spanish Trail, which they could still find. That went from L.A. to Santa Fe. So on that trail, they meet a Mexican and his son who relayed a story of Indians attacking them, killing the rest of them and taking their horses. So Kit Carson gets pissed off and takes uh, Alexander Goody. And makes and all ride- the Navajo walk hundreds of miles to where they don't Florida. belong. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no. That was like, 20 years later, but he still oh, kills oh, off, too, oh. and recovered the horses. That's where Kit kind of gets his uh, his reputation there. But that's right. That's what happens 20 years later. God damn, that's... Killing the same Indians, probably. Well, yeah, and it's just also, like, holy fuck, Kit Carson, like, I mean, no, we're talking about Fitzpatrick here, but holy shit, Kit Carson lasted a long fucking time out in that fucking out in the field, you know. Oh yeah, well he's Fuck. in he's in like like ninety percent of the fucking episodes we've done so far. Yeah, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> right. Standing in the lobby is Kit Carson, like yeah, age age six, you know, like <laughs> what the fuck, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. 
a lot of these guys are because there's only 12 white people west of the Mississippi, but... I thought it was 200. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Well, it depends Actually, on... Depends 200 on, is pretty accurate in depends, Oregon, anyway. Depends on whether it's summer or winter. Oh, right. It starts at 200, and, the, you know, the numbers kind of decline as the months go on yeah. until it gets warm again, so... <laughs> Uh, 1846, Fremont goes back in a quote-unquote unofficial military capacity to see what's happening in California. What could go wrong with an unofficial military? Hmm. Like, that's always a They're good... They're just I- exploring. That's always a good idea. I love when I'm out on the street and I see people kind of wearing military shit, but also, like, mega hats. And guns. That That's <laughs> always fun. Mm-hmm. Well, are they, what are they exploring? Different ways to kill innocent people? Yes, uh, close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but uh, this is a prelude to the Mexican-American War. Oh yeah. Uh, oh wow. He, Fuck. I keep on forgetting to make the fucking bear flag because I yeah I feel like that's somewhere around here. Oh yeah. We gotta, we'll Fremont. make the bear flags yeah. eventually. Fuck. Uh, Fitzpatrick doesn't make that trip though. He probably wintered over in St. Louis and moves out to Fort Leavenworth, where oh, the troops were being readied to uh, either fight the Indians or fight Mexico, which or whatever happened to happen first. Uh, he was there to guide uh, General Kearney's troops. <laughs> Whichever would happen first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick meets Friday again living among the Rappahoes. God damn it. <laughs> while at, on the march. At what point is Friday just going to be like, look, man, my name is like, I don't know, not Friday. Yeah. Like, um, Jesus. My name is Bear Lightning. Quit calling me that. Yeah, yeah. Bear Lightning. Awesome. That, fucking tight. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> sounds like performance booster for your bear. Like the shit, like like dumping a like, bottle of heat in your gas tank. Yeah. Just, oh, I thought it was just the dick pills you'd buy at the gas station or something. <laughs> Actually, yeah, wasn't yes. there, well, wasn't there like, yeah, Rhino, Rhino Thunder, I think was one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. I'll be right back. Energy. Power. Hydration. Pungency. New from Bronson Swagger. Wallow is extreme hydration fortified with our proprietary energy blend of caffeine, nicotine, salt, and the highest fructose corn syrup legally allowed by the United States of America. Together with our exciting new liquid smoke technology and real pieces of jerky, Wallow is available in a variety of great flavors like bison, buffalo, beefalo, and New England blue crab. Wallow the stampede you swallow. A Bronson Swagger Company. Get your 31 pack of Wallow from Sequoia and Swagger today and unleash the stampede. Uh, so they march around for a little while. Kearney goes back. Um, there, Fitzpatrick joins A Bear's expedition making a survey along the Santa Fe Trail region. He spends the winter in St. Louis again in 45-46, but it was May 9th, 1846, that troops were attacked on the border of Mexico there. So the Mexican-American War was on. But before the war, Fitzpatrick was put up to be an Indian agent on the Arkansas and Platte Rivers. 
But it was after that he left that Kearney's troops to guide him again, so he didn't know that what, he the, was Indian agent. Well, like uh, Arkansas and Platt, that would be in what, Nebraska? Yeah, okay. that area. So, uh, so he has a job that he doesn't know about. Uh, he's guiding Kearney's troops. Uh, actually, he was sent ahead with a Captain Moore who died at San Pasquale, one of the major uh, battles in California there. Right. Uh, to intercept a caravan of munitions sold to Mexico before the war was declared. <laughs> so imagine that you just sold a bunch of guns to Al Qaeda, and then you have to go give them back. Oh well, I can imagine. I can totally of imagine that, that. <laughs> when when uh, when I was in Iraq and we like flew in a helicopter over Taji. All you saw was like uh, M113 personnel carriers and like U.S. Army deuce and a half and shit, and like all the shit that we sold to Iraq. When they were fighting Iran. And we were also selling the same shit to Iran, except for, I think, less vehicles with Iran. I think we were just more selling them Stinger missiles so they could, like, That was just to fund fight. stuff just, in Central America to fund. Well, of course, because, you know, drugs are bad, kids, so let's fucking organize yep. military fucking juntas and, yeah. You mean NoFX has and lied they, to me this whole time? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember any no effect songs about Nicaragua. No, you said drugs okay. are bad. Drugs are bad, so I was like, drugs are good. Uh, oh, drugs yeah. Drugs are bad. Okay. It went straight over my fucking head, even though I love that fucking song, but mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, Fitzpatrick camps at Ben's Fort and just waits for the army then. Uh, they have 1,600 men going to California. Uh, there, that's when Fitzpatrick finds out he's actually an Indian agent. They marched did three they, days. Okay, did, like, motherfucking, like, I don't know, Telly Savalas, like, traipse out of the woods and hand him a fucking envelope? Or how did he find <laughs> out he's an Indian agent? Like, Publisher's Clearinghouse. I don't know why I pulled Telly Savalas out of my ass, but, like... <laughs> that's um, Diner's Club. Yeah, dude. No, he yeah. was, he was uh, deputized while he was sleeping. Like, someone from the federal government <laughs> came and, like... You're an Indian agent now. Do you swear to uphold all the Indian agent codes? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then, like, later on, he was going through his, his uh, saddlebags and found the fucking paperwork for it. What the fuck? Ah, motherfucker. You might have already been an Indian agent. <laughs> uh, three days later, they capture a five-man army of Mexico. They were trying to spy on their movements. Five-man army? Uh, or they fucking the Avengers or what? Uh, no, that they like, were so wretched looking uh, and they were riding the smallest of asses uh, <laughs> of mules that even Fitzpatrick would laugh at them each time he saw them. So they're they kind of the butt of the joke there. This is the whole Mexican army coming after us. Nice. So that army marched unopposed into Santa Fe then into California. There they leave half the force in Santa Fe. Uh... At Socorro, they meet Kit Carson coming up the other way from uh, saying that they basically won the war <laughs> with dispatches from Fremont and Stockton about their apparent victory, but Kit didn't know about the fighting that started up after he left. Good news, everyone! We've landed on the moon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't fight back. Imagine that. Yeah. Shocking how the women and children of this undefended town put up no fight whatsoever. <laughs> 
So Kearney thinks the war is over, and he sends most of his men back, keeping only 100 dragoons. Um, Kit came up the Gila River where uh, Gila. It's fucking Gila. Yeah, I was going to say Gila. Fuck you. Yep. Fuck you. I don't know what I'm talking about. Arizona, anyway. Yeah. Gila. Uh, since Fitzpatrick has never been that way, Kearney ordered Kit Carson to, uh, to guide him back to Los Angeles. Uh, Kit protested because he didn't want to go the fuck back. It sounds so weird. Guide him back. We're talking what? This is still like 18 what? 46. And guide him back to Los Angeles sounds so fucking weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, it's the Sunset Strip. Come on, let's fucking roller skate on the fucking, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? They still had the La Brea tar pits there. Shockingly, Which, yeah, they, they, they've never moved those. I keep on waiting. I thought they were supposed to re- relocate them. Yes, you know? I think they're going to San Francisco, right? No, I thought Pennsylvania because, you know, just. And of course, doesn't Brea, like, translate to tar? Yeah. So it's, it's the tar tar pits? Yeah, it's the tar. Yeah. Okay, Montana. Montana means what? Mountain. Uh, mountains. A? Mountains. Yeah. The Montana mountains. Yeah. Anyway, fuck yeah, you, Miles they, City. They, they, they do that shit a lot. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> and also, also Nelson yeah. Miles. Yeah. And also, yeah, thank you. What uh, was the Instagram guy? Oh, yeah, dude, hit me up on Instagram. I uh, said he's from Montana. And uh, he he wanted to buy a fuck you Mile City shirt, so it's coming. We're, you know what? We, we heard your we call. Don't, we don't have that yet, but this is a perfect segue into uh, we do now have available on T Public. Ooh, uh, Pancho Villa. Yeah, t-shirts. we we do have those. Eating an ice cream and holding his uh his uh Winchester. Winchester. Is it thirty thirty? Carabina trienta trienta. Yes. Sitting on his horse siete leguas. Uh, tpublic dot com slash how the West fuck podcast. Well, it's pretty pretty dapper shirt, if I do say so myself. Pretty sick. I Not- I ordered it in orange. Ooh, no, why? <laughs> I'm bold. <laughs> Going deer hunting? What the fuck? Okay. Yep. So Kit protested, but he still has to go back to L.A. Escape from L.A. Uh, Fitzpatrick is the guy who has to take the dispatches all the way back to D.C. And after that, he begins his service as Indian agent December 1st, 1846. So he goes from exploring to, Bureaucracy. I guess, pacifying, quote-unquote, the Indians. Oh, oh, no. But he had the best of intentions anyway. Oh, well, I mean, there's pacifying, and then there's, I guess, less bad, maybe less bad. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, none of, none of it's any good. It kind of bridges the gap between the explorer and in the later half of the century there. So. Ah, fuck. Okay. Uh, Indian agents were around before then in the middle, but the Middle Plain tribes were ignored. The Cheyennes, the Rappahoes, and certain bands of yeah, the they Guala. were fucking ignored because if you tried to tell them to do shit at that time, you would fucking They'd die. Fucking, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Indian agents were kind of part ambassador, part counselor and part authority of the great white father yeah we know what's uh, best for you uh-huh. people who have been living this way for thousands of years yeah yeah you all need to start wearing cravats around your neck and burning <laughs> whale oil god damn uh fitzpatrick did think the missionaries were worthless but did advocate having them around but he 
was uh, smart enough to think that most tribes were not going to settle down and farm and be civilized. Um, he was against liquor among the tribes, though. It was mostly the independent traders that were ones trading the whiskey to the Indians. Um, he also had to guard against Comanche attacks on the Santa Fe Trail and to build forts along the Oregon Trail, too. Uh, he thought with only consistent punishment that would uh, the raiding would be stopped. So, oh, great. That's uh, that's the problem. The so punishment was, wasn't consistent enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of hope. I was kind of hoping Fitzpatrick, since he is kind of known as an advocate for Native Americans, well, at least he in actually time, was respected among them I as know. being fair. And I was kind of hoping that he'd have a little more not shitty policy towards them. I guess, <laughs> but you know, it's eighteen fucking forty, whatever. The yeah, I was gonna say. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is the mid eighteen hundreds, so that's not a thing. No. Unfortunately, it's the United States. Yeah, true. You know, yeah, you can't go. really put a timeline on it. No. Um, yeah. Uh, keep talking. Fitz- I'm getting some more fucking coffee because goddamn it. <laughs> uh, Fitzpatrick even recommends winter campaigns against the Comanche, which were turned down at the time. But it turned out that years later, those are the most devastating campaigns. And that was about 25 years later when we get the Comanche Wars. As a mountain man, he faced odds against the Indians and mostly won all his battles despite this being outnumbered. Now it was the soldiers that outnumbered the Indians, but they were getting their asses kicked because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, home field or advantage. Or not finding them at all. Yeah, uh, Fitzgerald was adamant about punishing the Indians had little patience about Easterners making excuses for him, but despite what all this was remembered as a good friend to the Indians, I don't know how you reconcile that, but you do. Yeah. How's that coffee? You pouring some spam into there? Uh, no. Uh, what I did is uh, I was cleaning the house, and I, ca- I had stashed uh, some empty balls of Irish cream uh, behind where I set the computer desk up, so I found those the other day and need to take them out to recycling. But I thought since I had coffee and I don't really have any Irish cream, I thought maybe there'd be some remnants left in the bottle. And it's kind of fucked because, like, I shake them in there and, like, it's powder coming out of it. But I feel... <laughs> it's better than curdled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to do something. Yeah. It'll well, do something. Hold on to your butts. Mm, look forward to those bowel movements. It's what, uh... It's what I look forward to every day. It's uh, one of the mile markers that let me know that the uh, sun has gone up and went back down. Is, yeah. Uh, about this time, he gains the honorary title of major because... Uh, there, there's some clumps now. I'm looking at... Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Chew him. I think he should... Oh, still drinking it. Yep. No, it's like bubble tea. You drink around the clumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bubble coffee. Anyway, Indian agents had made up military ranks to make them seem more official. Uh, I'm Lieutenant General of the Indians. Rear Admiral Indian Wars Affairs. Yeah. But uh, Fitzpatrick actually lobbied hard to get him enough quote-unquote presence or nudities to make up for all the game that was going missing. Uh, (laughs) Game that was going missing. I like how, uh, you know, they're just in a fucking lost and found pile somewhere. Like, there's a bunch of pronghorn antelope and buffaloes. deer and buffaloes just gone missing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen my mommy? Yeah. 
gone missing. Paging. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> so uh, Fitzpatrick knew that to keep the Indians peaceful, that they actually had to feed them. Uh, but this didn't meet, meet with much success. Uh, at age 50, Fitzpatrick finally takes a wife. Uh, from Mark, who, who was like 14, probably. Yep. Guaranteed. No, she was and, 16 and, or 17. And his cousin, likely. <laughs> and she was half French-Canadian, half uh, snake. Ooh, scandal! Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, there was no mention of Fitzpatrick ever having a wife, Indian or otherwise. So, who knows? The crouching masturbator of the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> now we got the title. Mother Earth is my <laughs> mistress. <Yeah. laughs> Just dig a mm. hole. Look at that knot hole. Yeah. You'd just be sticking it in the fucking... The, all the, a, wet, the, the wettest it, buffalo wallow. Yeah, is that a prairie dog <laughs> town I see ahead? <laughs> Those are their OG glory holes. Yep. Make it's sure to find the... Prairie dog find, biting your wang. Well, I was going to say, find the one without a fucking rattlesnake or a badger in it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I mean, badger bite on the cock is... <laughs> Uh, Badger Dick Fitzpatrick urged for a treaty, but he was disappointed that he still hadn't heard anything from Washington. He's also uh, trying to convince the chiefs to go with him to D.C. to uh, show him the power of the United States because there was just inexhaustible supply of whiteies to convince him to play along. Uh, October 8th, 1850, his son was born. What do you think he named him? Friday. Andrew Jackson. God damn it. Whoa, wow. <laughs> wow. He's like 0 for 2, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, during the winter of 1850-51, Fitzpatrick was removed as Indian agent. No record of why. Because he was not brutal or, like, uh, shitty enough. Yeah, apparently. but he just refuses to go. So he's like, no. And he took his case to the Missouri representative, got him reinstated. Uh, he finally gets the money and the go-ahead for the treaty, and it was Fitzpatrick's job to go let all the tribes know there. Yeah, and this and turns as we've out talked to be, about before, like that didn't happen. <laughs> well, this is the 1851 Fort Laramie Treaty. Yeah, I know. Ooh, so this is the yeah. largest gathering of Indians besides uh, uh, Little Bighorn. Yeah, the but they also, they also still had a bunch of tribes there that... You know, half the reason, like, uh, especially uh, Phil Sheridan, like, later on in the process and shit like that, going after people that were supposedly signatories to the Fort Laramie Treaty that weren't even represented at that, you know, it's just like, well, we had some Indians sign that, so all Indians are beholden to it, which is, Mm -hmm. yeah. Not how that works. Also, they never enforced a single thing in the entire thing. Well, sure. Yeah. It's probably more than 10,000 Indians there with 195 soldiers to keep oh, the peace. fuck. Yeah, that was a real-ass chunk of something. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So your Irish cream basically turned into tapioca balls, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like swallowing a baby tooth. Yeah, that was weird. 
What were you talking about? Oh, Bridger was there too as interpreter for the Snake Indians. Uh, they, superintendent. They preferred to be called Shoshone, Will. I know. I know. I'm just going off a book from 1930. God damn it. Probably not a good idea. Uh, the superintendent of Indian Affairs, Mitchell, spoke after a ceremonial peace smoke. The Whitey would compensate the natives for the loss of the buffalo, but the Whiteys needed to go through on the immigrant road unmolested and permitted to set up forts along it. Uh, tribes would keep to their own areas and make peace with each other, which I'm sure this is. And the white man promised uh, $50,000 for 50 years for each tribe. How long do you think that lasts? Zero? Uh, never started in the first place. Well, yeah, as soon as Fitzpatrick gets to D.C., it's turned into 10 years. So. God damn. That's an IOU. That's just as good as money. Uh, yep. Uh, Father Dismet is there. He shows up with a delegation of uh, headmen from different tribes up north. All these talks, different tribes still showing up uh, at the time, but still the presence Fitzpatrick promised didn't show up. So if you're promising all this stuff and your initial payment is, is already late, that doesn't help kick things off. No. But uh, Father Dismet baptized Andrew Jackson Fitzpatrick. So at least when he dies in infancy, he can go to heaven. <laughs> no, he actually lives on for a little while. Uh, September 6th, the treaty was read again, and everybody signed, including Fitzpatrick. The wagons still were not there, and the grazing grounds around the treaty site were pretty much dust. And just remember, like, Lollapalooza or something, there's just garbage everywhere and lots of dogs and stuff like that, so... <laughs> It's time to move out anyway. Finally, the wagons come with uh, $50,000 worth of merchandise. Uh, Chiefs were presented with military uniforms, which I'm sure they enjoyed. Yeah, just like the soldiers really loved wearing that bullshit. Like, ooh, it's Arizona. Let me wear some blue wool. Uh, Like I said, the 50 years was made into 15, actually. And the tribes took up with battling their traditional enemies again because... What else are you going to do? You know, got to have something to do. Got to have some football games to, to go cheer on. Uh, Fitzpatrick takes a few chiefs back to D.C. and they meet with President Millard Fillmore, who is a racist dude also. Yep. But they received medals, so that's something. Uh, next spring, Fitzpatrick was tasked on making peace with the Kiowa and Comanche. Also to go back to the tribes that signed the Fort Laramie Treaty and get them to sign again because they reduced the number of years down to 15 from 50. Uh, Fitzpatrick was getting ill and made out a will, but made it to the Comanches, but couldn't find any interpreters since they were so unfriendly towards the whites and other tribes. Uh, Finally, the Comanche brought up some Mexican prisoners and they communicated in Spanish. Do you speak my language? My language is bloodshed. Wait, so he's making a, he's ma- he's writing his will out to the the native tribe? No, he's he's writing in his will while he's doing all this because Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. So they agreed to leave the uh, immigrants alone for 18,000 in goods for 10 years. So they got a kind of a shittier deal there. Damn. Not that they would get much of this and if they did, it was always late, so. Right. Yeah, it's all it's all pretend anyways. They so. weren't going to get anything anyway and yeah. you know, the Comanche did a fairly good job of uh Taking whatever the fuck they wanted for a good degree of time, for mm. a long time. Then on to the Cheyennes and Arapahoes to sign the amended treaty. Then back to D.C. while he's all sick to discuss the Comanche again. 
His long-lost sister finds him. She was a baby when he left Ireland. In December, late in January, he gets uh, pneumonia. She finds him fucking where? In D.C. in December. Okay. Ooh. But it's late in January where he gets pneumonia and passes away quickly on February 7th. Ah. He did have white hair, which is one of his uh, nicknames that made him look older, but he was only 55 at the time. Yeah, but 1855 is a good 80. I'm just picturing Steve Martin with an Irish accent. His wife remarries later, serves as an interpreter. Uh, only notes I have on her, she dies of by violence at age 40. Of what violence? <laughs> just just generic violence. <laughs> she came down with a case of violence. Just white, white box, black printing violence. Uh, his son was killed by a train in California in 1880 train snuck up behind him and stabbed him in the heart yeah it's one of those things i'm fucking sorry unless you're riding on the train and something horrible happens that's got to be one of the hardest things to get fucking killed by yeah unless you're an idiot it's not like they can turn it's not like they can turn to hit you yeah exactly yep that's pretty much all i have i I wonder if somebody was like it's andrew jackson kill him like just mistake him for fucking. What was Andrew Jackson's fucking? Uh, his his old old, old hickory. hickory. Old hickory. That's right. Yeah. Well, the thing is with Andrew Jackson, aside from the racism, um, is uh, you know, if you shoot at Andrew Jackson, you're getting shot back at. Yeah. Possibly beaten with a cane and possibly stabbed. Anyways, get Andrew Jackson off the fucking money. Yeah. Get him off the money. Yeah. Put Oprah on there or something. Or uh. Or sitting bowl with those dope ass glasses. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Steampunk sitting bowl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Captain Crunch. Captain Joe Crunch. Camel. All the way. Oh, just go straight uh, idiocracy. Yeah. Good corporate overlords. Macho man Randy Savage with some slim jims and. Anyway, it's it's cool cool to finally know that guy's uh, background because we've mentioned him hundreds of times on this show. He's like I said, he's a lot of these mountain men are basically like fucking like. Forrest Gump, like I said, they just kind of show up everywhere. Well, just picture this period in the 1800s. It's kind of like a like Survivor, except for they don't all hang out together. Right. Like they're all they're all kind of on the same reality show, but like hundreds of miles apart, and never once walk cross paths. Because yeah. I know we ran into like Fremont, we ran into fucking uh, fucking uh, uh, old um, what's his fuck uh, Kit Carson and yep. Bridger. Did we have Jed Smith at all? Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like I say, that's always the thing that strikes me is weird as they run into each other. But then you, when you think about it, like I said, they're not just like walking as the crow flies, like, oh, I'm going west. Like they're walking on trails. So it's kind of shocking with like that few like European style people just checking around how many times they run into each other. But it does make sense because of. The way the roads and shit, well, roads, but trails and trails, shit. yeah, yeah, and just keep on running to fucking Friday. God damn it! Why did you have to name him Friday? <laughs> nah, it's not a good look. No, no, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose there's worse shit, but not great, not great. Anyway, I gotta take a leak. <laughs> so, how about we just go on a hail of gunfire and call it a day? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to probably go back to bed because I've had three hours of sleep. <laughs> and, well, my internet doesn't fucking work. So, I mean, 
Welcome to 1995, motherfucker. <laughs> Except for with a smartphone, I guess. All right. We'll see you guys on the next time round one thing. Fuck you, Miles City. And also Nelson Miles. <laughs>